Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine welcoming you in and we're letting you know it's time for brunch. Where there is always an open table, a hot cup of coffee, an endless running fun to keep you moving and grooving. So, you know what time it is. Let's lace up those shoes, put a smile on your face, and log some miles. No matter if you are going to be running, walking, dancing, we're going to stretch it out and get our bodies a little warmed up. We're going to start with some good old-fashioned leg swings. You can either put your hands on your hips or grab a chair, bench, your running friend next to you, whatever works. And we're going to take your right leg and we're going to swing it like a pendulum back and forth, nice and easy. You don't have to do this super fast. You can do it nice and slow and controlled, really just moving, feeling those hips and, of course, maybe hitting your running friend while you're at it. No judgment either way. We're going to switch over to the left side, moving your left leg the same way, making sure that we are even through both sides of our body and just taking some deep breaths as you are leg swinging away. We're going to go ahead and end those here and go into some side stretches. So stand tall, shoulders nice and squared, feet a little bit apart. We're going to go ahead, put our hands up in the air, and we're going to bend ourselves sideways to the left-hand side. I'm doing this with you along as well. I feel all of my muscles in my rib cages feeling good. going to wiggle those fingers, bring it back to center. And then we're going to go over to the right side again, really making sure you're breathing and feeling that stretch in your rib cages. This will also help with side stitches if you feel that you have those every once in a while. Kind of just makes it a little bit easier to manage. We're going to go ahead, come back to center, and do some alternating lunges. So you're going to lunge forward with your left leg, nice and deep back to center, going to switch to your right side. And we're just going to keep alternating here for a few seconds, making sure that we're not rushing through these stretches. They're meant to limber us up. They should not be a full-blown workout in itself. So let's go ahead and get one more lunge on each side here. We're going to shake it out, do those spirit fingers, spread some sparkle, and we're going to throw it over to Coach Christine to get you guys rolling, rocking, and moving. Coach Christine, how are you? I am doing fantastic, and I love the sparkle. It immediately makes me want to do little sparkle fingers. I know that people call them spirit fingers, but they are sparkle fingers for me. Let's go, friends. Let's see your shine, your sparkle in three, two, one, five minutes here to walk it out. You a little bit more time to create that inner heat and perfect opportunity for you to play along with our game for today. So again, if you've received the newsletter, you should know what we're going to be having as our game for this run. If not, check out episode notes. We'll have all that information in there. It's going to be chock full of goodies for today because we've got some really special stuff planned for you. But what we're going to talk about specifically for this game is to connect with our why. So we'd love you to Fill in that graphic that we sent your way and then tag us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Time for Brunch Podcast. Of course, you can find us also at Facebook or join our Facebook community page and use the hashtag TFBrunch. But we want to hear all about your why, which leads me to, of course, ask Coach Shelby, what is your why? I think it's a really important point to say that my why when I started running is no longer my current why. It is ever evolving like our running journeys. Mm -hmm. 
the reasons we run, I started to lose weight. That is not even remotely part of my why now. Um, I would say currently, present day, my why I run is because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. It just gives me that little bit of freedom. And again, that time where I don't have to be anybody other than me. I don't have to answer to the calls of the wild. My children, child, sorry, husband kind of lived in there. (laughs) (laughs) But I just get to be me. And that's a very freeing thing for this season of life I'm in where I don't have a lot of time for just myself. And no one cares what my paces are other than maybe my internal mean girl, which I'm shushing all the time. But what's your why? Well, right off the bat, exactly what you said. I feel like my why has shifted quite a bit from what I originally started. And I can kind of like draw some parallels through. Initially, it may have been more of a health-focused goal. Um, Again, because of my dad with his... Uh, stroke and being concerned about what that may have meant for me and my genetics and just being as healthy as possible. And while that still is very important, there have been seasons of my training where my why was just because I really wanted that medal that I was working toward because <laughs> girl, at some point, if I wasn't signing up for a race or a medal, I probably wasn't going to get out of my run. Then the why may have shifted where it was that opportunity to meet my girlfriends for a long run or just to get out and have some more fun. I've even run because it gives me a really great excuse to travel. Um, Of course, that was before the pandemic. Uh, But now I think my why is just because it's kind of who I am. Like at this point, I just feel my best when I am incorporating running and walking and movement into my everyday life. And while I'm a big believer of rest days, and I mean full on rest days, I still like to have some kind of mindful movement and running is just my particular drug of choice, if you will, when it comes to how I move, um, mainly because I can't dance. If I could dance, oh, I would be Listen, dancing. You've like goaded me rounds. into want to dance. So <laughs> you dance, whether we dance in front of people, oh, oh, it's yeah. a really different conversation. I'll dance in front of people. It's just that nobody's going to, like, there's no way that I have any kind of a professional career with choreography. I can't even comprehend choreography, like the countdowns and they're like talking, it's like, jazz scatting whenever I hear people talking about their choreography numbers. I'm like, I <laughs> Meanwhile, I dance. Every time we start the recording and we have our little on-screen countdown, I always do like a little jive, a little dip, dive, duck, dodgeball. What's that quote? I don't know. I butchered that one. Let's just, let's just edit that part out. So friends, we've told you a little bit about our why, and I'm sure it depends also on the day that you catch us, but it's really good while you go out for this run today that you connect with your why. Why did you decide to get laced up? Why are you out there moving and grooving? Um, because it'll help whenever you have to dig deep during today's run or any of your runs, it's good to have that connection. So and before we dive in to all that goodness, Christine, why don't we get everybody running right along so they can actually apply that why to them right here, right now. All right, friends, let's get moving into that 20 minute block in three, two, and one. Friends, I am so excited about today's guest, but I'm going to first turn it over to Coach Shelby here, who's going to give us a little bit more information. Coach Shelby, can you let us know about what we can expect for today? Absolutely. We are very excited to welcome today to the show, Sasha Wolf, the founder of Still I Run. 
She's been very open. What started as an idea after Sasha's own experience with anxiety and depression, it took life itself and blossomed into a wonderfully nurturing community that started with a modest Facebook group and website in 2016 to blossom into the foundation that we know and love today. Still I Run's core mission is driven by the determination to take control of our physical and mental health while also continuing to break the stigma surrounding people that live with a mental illness and fight that same fight every single day. So with that, we welcome Sasha. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Good. How are you? And thank you for having me. Of course. You know, we're doing good. We're just all living the dream. Now, I know that you are in Michigan, correct? Yes, it's and it's finally turned fall here, which is great. It's my favorite season. <laughs> I've never seen fall. Christine, have you? I We're both did. Actually, I feel like this is a perfect segue. I first saw fall for New York City Marathon, which I think is a really important uh, upcoming event for Still I Run. So that was my first experience with fall, Coach Shelby, and I was so excited. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, we'll get into all of the present day goodness, but let's take it back to the beginning because this was your your brainchild. This is something that started for you. And I mean, obviously we know now that it's turned into this wonderfully robust organization, but tell us from the beginning, how, how did Still I Run come to be? Yeah, it kind of was my brainchild, which seems really wild to think about now, like six years later, um, but it started in my head as just a little seed way before that. Uh, so in 2011, I was hospitalized for depression and anxiety. Um, spent a week at a mental health hospital. And um, one of the things that they taught me while I was there is to manage my mental illness. I, I hadn't been doing that. I kind of, you know, the stigma, it prevented me from talking about it, from doing anything about it and kind of just suffering with it. Um, so when I was at the mental health hospital, they um, taught me to manage my um, mental illness with medication and therapy, which I do and love. Um, and then they also suggested a healthy habit of sorts. They didn't really specify what, but just a healthy habit. And um, my parents were runners, so running was in the family, but it was nothing I ever did regularly or for fun. <laughs> I didn't really see the point of it. Um, and. You know, I, I got home from the hospital. I, I saw my shoes in the corner and I figured, eh, why not? I, I have a dog. Let's, let's take her out. Let's go for a walk or waddle or whatever you want to call it. And I just felt accomplished after that, that first time. Like I got out there and I, I did something I didn't want to, even though I knew um, it was good for my, my mental and physical health. And eventually I just started going for longer and faster walks and then I got into run and I started putting together that connection of of running for my mental health and how much it was a great and vital part of my mental health toolkit with the, the medication and therapy and um, like a year or so later I wanted to connect with other people that ran for mental health I mean you know we always say you're not alone and so obviously there's other people out there that run for mental health and I scoured the internet um, looking for a group. I looked at local run groups here where I'm in Michigan and I couldn't find anything. And, you know, I just was in a spot where I wasn't strong enough or brave enough to, to start a group of my own. And then eventually in like 2014, 2015, I thought, all right, well, <laughs> I, I guess it's time to do this. 
that and I also read um, Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly and Being yeah. Vulnerable. And she so inspired me. And that was kind of like the catalyst to, to start this, this group of my own. So on World Mental Health Day, October 10 of 2016, I, I launched a Facebook page and a really poorly designed website I created uh, with my story. And uh, it, it resonated with people from there. It's just kind of really blossomed, which is, again, super wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love, though, that you express it so beautifully as part of the toolkit, because I think we've talked about it before to where people saying running is my therapy, which, while well-intended, there's so much that goes into it. And I like that you're breaking down the door right out the gate. It's like, hey, it's part of it, but by mm -hmm. no means is it the, the fix-all. And both Christine and I found running later in life, it wasn't something that either of us grew up with. So, But your parents were runners. You grew up around running. And just kind of never never wanted to to get into it yeah i mean i would ride my bike alongside my dad because I, I feel like that's a lot easier to do than running and you know i sometimes ran for funsies with friends like to, to show off uh for the opposite sex but like it wasn't anything <laughs> I, I really wanted to do on a regular basis which is so funny uh, i i took a jogging class in college you know part of my curriculum or whatever and uh when they would release us to go do our, our three miles or whatever, I would go back to my dorm and I would take a little nap and then I'd come back. Like that's how much I did not like running. And now I literally run every day. I run for my mental health and it has absolutely helped save my life along with medication therapy. It's just strange how that the journey happened for me. Why is it that all of us runners start out hating running and then we're like, hey, this is a good idea. Yeah. Super addicted, you know. I've got all kinds of medals. I, I just signed up for um, Ragnar, which is the 200 mile relay um, that's happening in a year. Like I signed up for a race a year out. That's how much I love running. Which Ragnar are you doing? Have to ask. The uh, Road Michigan one. So I did the trail one this year, okay. um, but I kind of prefer the road one because I am not a very graceful trail runner. <laughs> Is anybody? <laughs> I, yeah, I, there, there are some weird people who are just naturally inclined. It's such a beautiful, I love trail running. I just am not good at it either. But Road, Road Ragnar, I think it's the traditional sense of having that party in the van with strangers oh, yeah. and being it's sweaty so and sticky with them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So I agree wholeheartedly. I love that you are mentioning that you augment your mental health toolkit with running versus a straight substitution. Did you find when you first started this organization and you did connect with other runners, were you getting the same kind of response and like, I've been looking for something like this. Thank you so much for, for opening this door for me. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are so many people out there that run for their mental health. I don't think they really realized it until they were, you know, hit with a group that says we run for mental health. And then others were like, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's something I do, too. And, and we <laughs> kind of all have come together um, as this wonderful community of mental health running warriors uh, that we like to call ourselves. Um, but yeah, it is super interesting to, to run into folks and and um and discover that there's so many people out there that run for the same reason as I do. It's just right now there's a, a group around it, which is great. Absolutely. I was lucky enough after Shelby introduced me to your organization, I was lucky enough to be able to go out with your Orlando chapter. And oh, yeah. while Carly's amazing for the record, she is. 
But while I 100% agree with you that most runners that I run with, because the conversation that I've run with local runner, other groups is usually does go back to mental health, maybe because, you know, we're having higher stress from work or higher anxiety or it, but there was something very freeing about being able to be with Still I Run where the mission statement is out there, where there was no kind of being cautious about the conversation. It was mm-hmm. something where you were able to be so open and transparent from the first step. Um, and I think that that is where people can seek a lot of comfort when they join in with any of your local chapters and not, not, not having to necessarily worry about the stigma and just being able to discuss it openly. Yeah, I, I kind of want to grow our chapters to be like support groups. You know, the typical support group where you meet in a church basement, you have coffee and donuts. Well, instead, you meet as a support group and you go for a run with Still I Run. Um, and, and coffee and also, donuts afterwards because we still have yeah, that. for sure. <laughs> Um, And one thing I really want to start working towards maybe in our next fiscal year is getting mental health first aid training for our run chapter captains, Um, because not only would that benefit the folks in the actual run chapter, but it benefits their local community as well. So that's that's something we're we're looking at, because I really want to, you know, flip regular running groups on their head and, and make it mental health focus first. That's very, incredibly very cool. powerful. That's incredibly I powerful. I love that. We say that a lot here. We love that, but true. I mean, we just <laughs> we can't help it. But I also like how you make the connection that I would say a lot of runners don't even realize they start running and how much it helps their mental health. And we always talk about whys in running and our why we do what we do. Um, do you find that most of the time when they connect to the organization, that's when the light bulb starts kind of clicking like, oh, this makes a lot of sense as to why I feel so good now. Yeah, absolutely. And we we talk a lot about like the actual physiological effects of it. You know, it's not just, you're not just finishing a run and you're, you're feeling accomplished and, and proud of yourself, but there's also like the actual chemical response going on in your, in your brain. Um, I read the other day about something called BDNF. I forget what it stands for. It's like brain something or other. Um, but it helps the growth and um, nourishment of the neurons in your brain. It's it's like miracle growth for your brain. And running actually helps that, like creates this BDNF in your brain. So there's it's so much more than just that, that feeling of elation afterwards. It's like good brain health once you're done running, moving, jumping, whatever for your right. mental health. Right. You're going to have to brand that miracle girl for your brain. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new merch line waiting to happen in itself. Yeah. Running miracle girl for your brain. <laughs> Done. She's copywriting it here. <laughs> yeah. Verbal trademark. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about when you first opened up your chapter. How did it, what was the next progression? Because you said like, you weren't necessarily in the space when you originally thought about it and researched it, but you were a little bit and it kind of took off. What did taking off look like? I and mean, what was the the next iteration? Because I hear you've got a lot of excitement and passion for what you're doing clearly, and you already have so many things that you want to do. But how did yeah. that how did it get to the point where it is today? Ooh, it has been a <laughs> it's been a journey. So I literally launched the Facebook page and my my homemade website. Um, to connect with others that ran for mental health. No, there was no thought after that what I would do. It was just like, hey, let's let's virtually connect. Um, and then I I have a news background. I used to work in the local news here in uh, Michigan. So I, I pitched this new group to the local media. 
um, Fox 17, the local um, Fox station, covered the story, did a little story on me, and like things just exploded from there. I had people wanting to know how they could join Still I Run and how they could donate to Still I Run, and I'm thinking, I just made a Facebook page. I don't, I don't. So at really this point, you're not even do. a nonprofit yet, officially. No. Like you haven't. Okay. <laughs> No, I, I love Still I Run without ever intending to be a, a nonprofit. It just kind of naturally progressed. I think because after people started reaching out to me, I saw the need that there was a real space for a group like this that also promoted the benefits of running for mental health and that also, um, you know, helped people overcome barriers to running for mental health. And so when Still I Run kind of first launched, People were buying merchandise because we have Still I Run shirts and stuff um, uh-huh. and donating. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. So I would then turn around and I donated it to the local mental health hospital that helped save my life. Um, and then I was like, well, if I'm doing this for another nonprofit, because they were, they've got a nonprofit arm at that mental health hospital, uh-huh. I'm, why can't I become a nonprofit? And so, you know, I applied for my 501c3 and got it. And now we've got a, a board of directors, we've got programs, we've got um, more merchandise we sell, we've got virtual races. And so it seriously all took off from like almost a selfish need for me to want to connect with others that ran for mental health to now this little national soon-to-be powerhouse of a, a running community that's a nonprofit. Well, I want to highlight that as well, because I think it's hard for sometimes when you're in it and you're doing it for you to, like, maybe go ahead and brag, you know, just a little bit of that, like, that shine. <laughs> Let us go ahead and shine. So you grew this from this, as you describe, this um, not-so-great Facebook or website and Facebook community into a nonprofit that, as you just mentioned, has a board, has multiple different factors, and we can't wait to get into those programs and how you start the community. But you have over 17,000 members, and I feel like there are so many more members that just don't even know about it. Like, they don't know that they're members yet, but they will yes, eventually exactly. when, they find, when they find the mission and, and find how much it resonates with them. So can you talk about maybe... After you, you get going, you start launching this nonprofit, where did you see it going from there? Did you think like run chapters where we can support our communities? Did you think, what was your next iteration of your programs? Well, in my head, the next iteration of my program was going to be um, something that we could offer folks, sort of like our starting line scholarship, but it would help people start running for mental health, but it would also help pay for uh, mental health um uh, treatment. So, you know, helping out with co-pays, with doctor's appointments, with um, medication. Mm-hmm. But that's like a 10, 15 year plan right now. It's way more, you know, there's a lot more that goes into to dealing with insurance companies and helping people pay for mental health care. Um, so that's that's immediately where I wanted to go. And then I'm like, all right, Sasha, let's, let's scale this back just a little. Um, and one of the first things we did was just, you know, have ambassadors. So really bringing together more people that ran for mental health and promote it in a very organic way. Um, but the, the metamorphosis of Still I Run is just, I don't know, it's still really, I think I'm too close to it. Kind of like you said, Christine, like I'm very close to it and it's, it's hard for me to kind of brag about it or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, we, we can really brag on it for you. But... Don't you worry, because we're both we're both huge fans and uh, very appreciative of you bringing this to the forefront. Because 
I have a lot of friends in the mental health space that are workers. And what amazes me still is 2022. And there's still so much stigma attached to this conversation. And I, I can't wait for us to kind of just bust past that. I think it's it's changing. It's evolving. And we're seeing a lot of progress. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm not in any way, shape, form complaining. I'm just looking forward to your organization continuing to be able to help people to really break that last barrier of people feeling more comfortable about it. So yeah. do you feel like that was part of what, I know you're really passionate about this. Do you feel like you being willing to be really forthcoming and transparent has been kind of a game changer for this organization versus maybe some of the other mental health nonprofits that come to mind? Yeah, it really has. I think one thing that I've always said is when we share our own stories of running for mental health or mental health, we're getting rid of that stigmatizing narrative that's placed on us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that when I shared my story initially on the Facebook page and the, the website I created, people just had no idea that I struggled with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that got other people to sharing their journeys of, of mental illness. And now we're just a, a giant group of runners that that aren't afraid to share their stories of mental illness. Um, and absolutely, I think one of the reasons I did start Still I Run now that I look back on it was to help defeat the stigma and end it. Because if my if my kids somehow were to inherit a mental illness from me, like I want to make the world a little better place for them. Um, when I was diagnosed with depression initially, I was. 16, 17, and then I didn't talk about it with anyone for close to a decade. And there mm-hmm. are many other individuals who who hide their mental illness for way longer than that. And that is, I don't want anyone else to, to have to feel like they have to hide it. You know, something that's completely normal to have, one in five Americans. Um, it's, it's no different than having like um, heart disease or diabetes or something. So why can't we talk about it in the open like that? So that's one of the main reasons thinking back now of why still I run exists and why we tell our stories and I I I always have a hard time with the the sharing my story not that I'm ashamed of it but I don't I don't want to be an influencer like I'm very anti-influencer and I don't want to be like the poster child for for this because it's still I run is about everyone else but I do know that um, as the founder and executive director, it does, it does help for me to share my story and that this organization is led by someone that completely understands. I think it opens the door. Um, and I mean, Christine and I both have been very open that we both have anxiety and I'm still currently kind of walking that, that journey and all of that. So for somebody who's going through the process, though, I find it very refreshing because I immediately feel, okay, like you get it. You're making these decisions based off of you know what it feels like. You know a lot of those similarities. Um, and to anybody who is out there right now, running along with us, walking along with us, it, I hope that you feel the same open, embracing energy coming from this. And uh, I know we're coming towards the end of this endurance block. Y'all have about, about 30, 40 ish seconds left. Um, but we're going to be bringing it to a one-minute walk. You can go ahead and decide to a one-minute push. If you're feeling extra energized and want a little a little bit more fire, we call it big dragon energy. Take a big deep breath and you <laughs> blow it out. Whatever you're feeling in the moment, take a cue and just do what feels right for you. 
And I'm very much excited to dive more into the story of Still I Run and get a little bit more of the background, which I I just think is beautiful. Again, you'll hear us say it a lot throughout this episode today. But let's get it, guys. Let's go ahead and do a one-minute walk or that one-minute push in three, two, and one. And I do, even though it's only a minute, I'm even curious because I find talking about my own mental health journey very, very cathartic, very just freeing. And it's helped me to connect with other runners and know that I'm not alone. Did you kind of find the same thing as you started connecting with more and more runners kind of helped your processing of it? Yeah, it really has. I There's there's strength in numbers. Like I know that sounds super cliche, but there really is. Like I love going on runs with other individuals who kind of feel like I'm feeling and, and also may battle a, a mental illness. Um, so yeah, I, I get energized from, from other runners in that aspect and it's such a beautiful thing. Just being able to connect on that human level of also understanding that you maybe don't have to find all of the words because they feel a lot or at least similar to what you're feeling in that moment. So I I appreciate that. And with that, we're going to go into the next endurance block and keep kicking some ass. So let's go ahead and bring (laughs) it up in three, two, one, another 20 minutes on deck and Let's get into more of the great work you're doing. We talked about chapters. So how many chapters do you guys have right now for Still I Run? There are currently eight that are up and running. And then we are onboarding another seven right now. Um, wow. And so it, we stay busy with those run chapters a lot. And as I, as I had mentioned earlier, I do want to continue to grow them, expand them, and add a little bit more mental health um, emphasis into it as well. That's really awesome. I also want to bring forward the point that is very obvious to folks, but I assume that while your resources and your the need for Still I Run was even more important during the pandemic, it was likely also a very difficult time for you as a nonprofit. I mean, I think here locally in Central Florida, we had about 70% of our nonprofits shuttered during COVID. Oh, wow. Because yeah. of the lack of resources. So tell us more about how you guys navigated helping these chapters. Because from my, my understanding from Carly... You guys are very hands-on with your chapters. Yeah, we are. Of, we are very hands-on. Providing a lot of resources. She applauded how much information you guys provide them so that she feels like she's really connected to yeah, every support system. Yeah, we've got a run system. chapter handbook and all that jazz for them. Um, but it, it's funny. When the pandemic hit, that was supposed to be the year we were going to launch run chapters. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well... <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. This, is a, <laughs> this is not going to happen. So we we did like a soft launch that we then had to dissolve and take back. And I think that that time period in between um, when we stepped back and when we actually officially launched in June of 2021, um, that gave us a lot of extra time to, to think about and be intentional with what we wanted to do with our run chapters. So that was the time period that we spent on this handbook. Uh, the handbook goes through... Um, how to best lead your chapter, how to plan your route. Um, here's social media graphics for you. Here's how to deal with a situation should a mental health crisis arise in your in your chapter. We even had like COVID-19 guidelines. Like this, this was like a thick handbook that we gave our run chapter captains when we finally were allowed to, to launch in, in June of 2021. Um, but like in terms of kind of weathering the storm, if you will, we really just leaned more into our virtual events. 
Um, and we had been doing virtual events for a while and people were like, virtual events? Who wants to do that? Or, or you know, it's a virtual community. What does that mean? And like, I think that's what helped us thrive. It's because we were already It was already in the wheelhouse, and, right? Yeah. And then it just became the popular thing to do. Um, so the, the pandemic really gave us an opportunity to um, continue with our, our virtual events. And we, we had more signups than ever because I think people were out there looking for ways to get out there for their mental health. They just right. didn't know how. Um, so I, I, I do know of a lot of nonprofits that had to shutter as well, but that was, I think we were just accidentally primed to be okay during it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that great. Sense. And I think what I want to relate that back to our runners that are out there right now and moving and grooving is that while you're going to hear us throughout today's conversation, be very proactive of being, um, trying to destigmatize the mental health and going after any of the resources that you need. So friends, if you have been on the fence for a therapist or on the fence for seeking a psychiatrist, it's basically utilizing those seasons of if you feel called to it, please feel free to know those resources are available out there for you. But also that sometimes don't feel like we are pressuring you into it. Because I feel like there is some folks that may, if it's not your season yet, please know that we're here to support you. You don't have to weather the storm by yourself because of Still I Run and other organizations like that. But just appreciate that you are in the season that that you are in and you'll you'll be okay whatever if you choose to seek help right now or if you need to delay it a little bit but start maybe if you are pausing back and you're thinking about this and this is touching your heart this might be a good time to pull that phone out and go ahead and maybe connect with still i run on instagram we'll have it in episode notes but just start following so that you can maybe have that resource available to you yeah so I, I love i love what yeah. you said about seasons christine because like Heck, it wasn't my season for 10 years. <laughs> like, like I was on the fence for that long or just didn't care for that long because I didn't I didn't know what to do. Um, so yeah, everybody's journey is very individual, all on different timelines. No shame in that at all. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we talk about that quite frequently here. And um, let's talk about those resources. Let's just get back at it because, again, we're hoping that... Uh, friends, you guys are going to go ahead and start following Still I Run. Let's let you know what you can expect from all of the incredible programs that they have. Yeah, we have um, one of the very first ones that we, we launched is our ambassador program, and we're actually opening up applications um, later in October, which we're super excited about. But it's just a, a really grassroots way of um, promoting Still I Run. We don't spend any money on like Facebook ads or, or digital marketing. We would prefer to invest that in our ambassadors. So folks that are really passionate about sharing their story of running for mental health, um, you get like an ambassador shirt, you get discounts to our races. Um, we even got something next year where we will kind of comp a race, like up to a certain dollar amount. If you wear our Still I Run gear at the race, so like branding in the wild um, and then sharing your story of the race afterwards. Um, it's great. We went from one ambassador in 28 no 2017 to 20 the last couple of years and now we have 140 this year that escalated quickly <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep yep um and so yeah next, we're really excited for um 2023 ambassadors and invite anyone to apply um we've had individuals say like I feel like i'm not being a good ambassador right now because 
I really haven't been promoting you guys out there on social media that much. And that's fine. Like, it's again, it's the seasons thing. Like, if you need to stay away from social media for a while for your mental health, absolutely okay. But if you got that ambassador shirt and you're going for a run, wear that outside. Like, you are promoting us out in the wild. So it's it's a fun ambassador group. We're very laid back and, and we're all about just like connecting as a group and as a community on a little closer net level. Like there's a private Facebook page and it's a lot of fun. Um, and, and Oh, go for it. I, I did want to say, so with an ambassador and they're wearing your shirt and they're representing Still I Run, this is the perfect segue for us to actually discuss the name and Still I Run and where it ah, came yes. from. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a twofold thing. Uh, one was I really wanted to launch this group of, of runners for mental health, but I, I didn't know what the name could be. Like I came up with some really like names, like depressed runners and, you know, nothing like not a good name at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound uh, good merch either. I mean, that's, that was no, a little not bit of a tougher ambassador sell for sure. I think that was a tougher <laughs> one, but, but not yep. a bad name. It was just part of the creative process. Yes, one of many, many iterations. Um, and so I was set to take on my very first marathon in October of 2016. No, 2015, the year before. Um, and after my 20 mile run, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to get a tattoo. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Let's do 20 miles and then, you know, have some ink put on. It's running um, logic. It's yeah. what you do after you get done with the run. You have all these wonderful ideas. Like, getting a tattoo. I think that's yeah. a miracle grow the hormones or neurons <laughs> that you were talking about. <laughs> Probably. Um, and so I really wanted something meaningful to me. And and I've always really enjoyed Maya Angelou's poem about rising above, still I rise. Um, and I wanted to kind of flip that on its head a little bit for me and have it still I run. Like, even though I have depression and anxiety, like still I run, still I get out there every day. And so I, the tattoo that I have, it says, still I run, but instead of the I in the middle being an actual I, it is a green semicolon. Green is for mental health awareness, and then the semicolon is because of the semicolon project, um, where, it, you know, when you're writing a sentence, the sentence is your life, you can, continue, you can continue it on with a semicolon. So instead of using a period at the end of the sentence, use that semicolon to continue on. Um, and then I put an arrow under it. And so it's on my wrist and I can look down at this Still I Run tattoo that I have with an arrow that points forward because it's very symbolic of your tattoo. Um, <laughs> but when you're shooting a bow and arrow, sometimes you need to bring that arrow back a little bit in the bow before you release it and it can hit its target. And so like the, the Still I Run tattoo I have was just supposed to be something for me to inspire me. And then I got thinking, I was like, that's a way better name for a running group about um, mental illness than depressed runners or runners that are, you know, for depression. <laughs> um, so it was it was unintentional, but intentional for me. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of that in how you guys have approached, not just this, it's, it feels very organic in how it's been developed and how it's grown and evolving. And though you're very intentional about your mission statement, you're also very adaptable with how it organically grows to that mission statement. So I think that speaks a lot to mental health and to our runners as well and allowing them to adapt to different situations. So that's an incredible backstory. The minute I saw Still I Run, I was like, Still I Rise is what came to mind. Yep. Um, so I could definitely see that parallel. So we've got 
are still our run. We get to rock our ambassador shirt if we decide that we're going to apply for ambassadors. What other programs would we have accessible to us in still our run community? So one of our more simple programs, but super effective and cool ones is something called, it really doesn't have anything to do with running, more about mental health. It's called the Run Right Fight Program. Um, and um, if you feel like you need a letter of encouragement or you know someone that needs a letter of encouragement, you can submit a form to us anonymously with your name, whatever. Um, saying that you you would like a handwritten note from someone in, in the Still I Run community. We've got like a, a team of um, volunteer writers that will take an actual pen and paper and write you an encouraging note on some Still I Run stationery that we have. Um, and we'll put it in the mail to you. And it's so simple, but it's like bringing letter writing back. I mean, how often do you get a handwritten letter, um, let alone one that's like super encouraging to you? And we've had folks get these letters and put them on their fridge or on their bulletin board at home because they are just so inspired that a stranger took time out of their day to write a note. So yeah, if if you feel like you just need encouragement or you know of anyone that needs encouragement, submit our Run Right Fight form and and we'll get a a handwritten letter to you. Christine was geeking out before you actually came on. She was like, oh my goodness. She goes, this is exactly what my heart loves. I, 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 it's ridiculous. It is so hard. Like, first of all, I'm not even sure. I'm super inspired. I'm so excited to have you on. And I'm also like, I'm not sure if I need to get some tissues ready. I feel like all the feels going here. I'm going to start like blubbering. So let's, let's go on so that I don't cry because, um, <laughs> nothing wrong with crying friends. If that's what you're doing out there, that's okay too. I know that I've definitely have shed many a tear during my runs. It's a great opportunity to kind of just release those emotions and feelings again, going back to mental health, but loving all of these programs, what is maybe a project of yours that really, I'm sure you love them all equally, but is there one? It's like your children. Yeah, they are like my children. What was my favorite? No. (laughs) Is there one that kind of speaks most to you, at least where you're at at this season of, in this iteration of Still I Run? That's a hard one. It's it's a toss-up between our other two programs we have, which is the Starting Line Scholarship and the Run Chapters. Um, I really like the Run Chapters, and I think that might be my favorite one right now because I really want to take this virtual aspect of Still I Run that we've had since the very beginning and bring it to hometowns across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very small yet. Like I said, there's only like 14, 15 chapters total. But I would love to see a chapter in every single state or multiple chapters in, in every single state. Um, because I think the, the virtual power, the virtual community and the power in it that we've had is something that could easily be replicated across the country. And having runners come together physically to talk about their struggles of running for mental health or for mental health in general. And then getting those folks out in their community, either volunteering at races, running in races. So I think it's a really great grassroots way to get Still I Run out there. Um, But then I also really enjoy it because I love hearing about Christine, like you went to Orlando chapter, like that's so stinking cool to me. And I I want that to, I want people to be able to go to a city and be like, where's my local Still I Run? Like, I want to talk about that. That just seems so cool to me. And the and the whole idea of making them running support groups and not just a running group where you get together for a workout, but something that's a little more deeper and intentional and something that's good for your mental health. 
And really, it's a great step one for a lot of people, like Christine saying, maybe who's not ready to, to take the leap into therapy yeah. or medication or anything. Um, you could go and it could be your step one. It could be your step 20. It really, it's a very tangible way to even just start exploring your own self. Um, and it's funny how you see about like different people and how they find Still I Run. I actually found you all because I saw on your Facebook about the uh, starting line scholarship. That's exactly <laughs> yes. how I found you all. And I remember going on the site for the first time. And this is obviously the updated site from 2016. But um, <laughs> I just remember realizing that this was a thing. Because at that point, I hadn't really been in touch with my mental and running connection. So for those who don't know the starting line scholarships, um, give us a little bit more detail about it. Because I think this is also a service that it just, it, it's mind blowing, quite frankly. Yeah, the, the starting line scholarship is one that it's our biggest program to date. And um, it, the idea behind it is it helps people overcome any barriers they may have when it comes to running for mental health. If you've been running for a while, it doesn't seem that intimidating anymore. You know the kind of gear to buy, um, you know uh, the, how to sign up for a race, you know how to prep for a race, you know how to train. Um, but if you're just starting out, that's scary. And, and if you don't have a good pair of shoes, like you just went to your local Walmart or whatever and, and purchased a pair of shoes, that's going to be a barrier in actually enjoying the run. You're going to get mm -hmm. injured and you don't want to continue running when you're injured. So the whole idea with the starting line scholarship is you can apply for this scholarship and we will outfit you with shoes, uh, proper moisture wicking socks. Like I used to wear cotton tube socks. Talk uh, about blisters. Sexy um, right there. <laughs> so much so. Um, and like proper moisture wicking clothing, some still I run swag, like a hat, a shirt. Um, stickers, all that jazz. And then we pair you up with a virtual coach um, that will create a training plan for you. They're kind of your like your mentor. All of them are very familiar with, with mental health uh, related issues because they either have a mental health uh, related issue themselves or they volunteer elsewhere in their community in the, the mental health space. Um, and then we will uh, get you entry into a 5K or 10K of your choice. So for 10 to 12 weeks, we take you from like this very beginning, starting off running for mental health and getting you across the finish line of, of a 5K or 10K. And it's not just for people that have never run before. It could also be for people who just need that little extra boost. It could be for individuals who used to run all the time, but then life got in the way and, and you want to start getting back into it. And so it's absolutely my favorite program. Um, so many wonderful stories have, have come out of that. Um, we, we try and provide people with any extra resources that they may need um, to help, literally to help them overcome any barriers. And we had one runner um, indicate that she, she just mentioned that um, she was having a hard time getting out running because she needed an adult jogging stroller for her disabled son. She couldn't go on runs if she couldn't take him with, and she had to return the stroller she was borrowing. Um, and so she didn't even ask for one from us, but we saw that that was a barrier and we were able to purchase her a stroller. So now she can take her, her son with her. And, and she said it was life changing. Like as a teacher, 
she didn't have the salary to go and, and purchase one of these strollers. She was going to do tutoring during the summer just to make extra money for it. Um, but we were able to get that for her. So it's just one of many stories where we've been able to help people get back into running or into running for their mental health. Wow. So friends, if you haven't yet broken out the tissues, that, uh, <laughs> that definitely is one of those type of stories where you're able to see how this organization impacts people in this program specifically. So I'd love, we're about to go into our next block where we have an opportunity to either pull back into a walk, um, check in with our hydration, our fueling, or push up on that pace if we're feeling a little sassy right here, right now. But I'd love to discuss when we have the um, come back to it as to maybe some of the ways that people can help support Still I Run. Because like when I hear Starting Lane Scholarship, I'm like, where do I donate? Like, I want to <laughs> be able to make sure that somebody has, for both Shelby and I, it's a big passion of ours where we help to break down the barriers for people that may not be able to get into running. While it is a very simple sport, it's not necessarily an, an expensive one to get involved mm-hmm. in, like you said. So... We'd love to hear more about that. Friends, we're about to go in about 30 seconds. And Coach Shelby, you tell me, would you go ahead and shake it out a little bit, pull back into a walk, or are you going to be feeling a little spicy and you'd want to take it up for two minutes? I'm going to add some spice into my life right here, right now. I'm like, (laughs) I I feel like I say that every episode, but literally when we get to that portion where I have to make it or break it, I always feel like the extra energy. I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to bump it up a little bit. I might regret it towards the end. But it's now or never. So why not now? I mean, again, the worst that happens, all right, you get a little winded, you take a break, and then you get back to it. All right, friends. Well, with that, you're going to meet Coach Shelby in that little bit of spicy pickup in three, two, one. We're here for two minutes. So if you decide that, you know what, I really don't like that fire sauce on my Taco Bell taco or bean burrito. Clearly, I'm always hungry and thinking about food. You're always welcome to pull it back at any point. But go ahead and try to hang out here for at least 30 seconds in that pickup. You'll usually find about 30 seconds is that magical time in running where you'll acclimate, it'll feel good, and you can keep pushing forward. I'll even do that when things get overwhelming. I'll take 30 seconds and just breathe. Like Mm -hmm. that's, I think, in mental health and in running, it all comes back down to our breath. When Mm -hmm. Even when you get that anxiety and you start feeling like that panic attack feeling, just trying your best to take the second shut your brain off, even though that's near to impossible for (laughs) myself and a lot of people, but just taking that big, deep breath, holding it for a few seconds and letting it out over exaggerating that exhale. It really does do wonders. And I, I, in my journey, I've really tried incorporating that of just breathing when it feels like there's an elephant sitting on your chest. Even if it's like a little gasping wheezing, it still counts. (laughs) Gasping wheezing. Friends, I don't think you're gasping or wheezing. I'm sure that you are still feeling strong. But if you are not feeling great, go ahead and pull back that pace a little bit. Let your heart rate start coming down. However, we have about 30 seconds before we get to take it into our final 20-minute block. And feeling good, guys. You got this. I, I have the feeling that you're smiling right there going like, yes, I know I'm amazing. I'm going to throw some <laughs> Coach Christine's sparkle in the air. I mean, again, we still need to get some some sparkle to send out to everybody. But until then, even take a leaf and like rip it up and just make some make some natural sparkle. A little, a little confetti sparkle is always good. All right, exactly. friends. With that, let's take it back into our next endurance block in three, 
two and one make sure that you reset your posture in this one please because i know we've been chit-chatting for some time so we want to make sure you're still rolling really nice and tall in this run or walk now let's talk a little bit more about some of the ways that we could be more active in supporting still i run especially since it's such an incredible and very much needed resource yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can support Still I Run. One of the, the easiest ways, and I think the most fun ways, is just joining our virtual races that we do. We do three per year. Um, the first one of the year is always our Breaking Stigma and Stride 5K. It's on January 1. So it's such a great way to like literally, as cheesy as it sounds, start the year off on yeah. the right foot. Um, <laughs> but... Um, all the, the proceeds from that race and all the other races that we do, the virtual races, it, it all goes back to Still I Run. So it's sort of like making a donation, but getting some sweet swag in the process. <laughs> Which who doesn't love swag? I mean, let's be honest. Half the oh, yeah. races we all sign up for, it's for the swag. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, we get some pretty cool medals. Last year's medal, this year's medal. It's always so hard because it was January 1 of this year, but it feels like last year. Um, it had like fireworks, sparkles, like glitter on it. So cool. And they're like hefty little guys too, because I'm, I'm a metal person. So I, I carefully choose that out. Um, and then we're going to do, um, as part of the swag, there's going to be like the fleece ear headband. We always do some sort of winter item for, for that race because in most places, unless you're in Florida, um, it's super cold. <laughs> um, and then our other event that we do, um, that is in May for Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's not so much a race as it is a street. So we encourage people to run or walk at least one mile every day in the month of May. And it's been a great challenge because it, it forces you to take time out of your day every day for you know the whole month to, to get in that mile. And we've had individuals start their streak at the beginning of May 1 and, never, and then continue yeah, it on, on yeah. for a few years. Um, which is so much fun. And then the, the swag for that is absolutely awesome. So I do stand up to myself. There's like <laughs> different tiers you can sign up for. You can do like a basic $5 donation and you get a digital bib and a digital calendar. But then like there's the gold, the bronze, the diamond, and each, each tier has different swag. So like shirts, hats, car magnets, um, gators. We had these wrist lockers one year where you wear it on your wrist and you can put your wallet and money and goo in it. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun if you're, you're into swag and also just want that challenge. Um, Sasha, and then now we, I'm going to interrupt you. You said yeah. that you had a history in like you were in the journalism or you were in news. Sounds like you're yeah. in merch girl. It sounds like yeah. you were in merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after I was in news and I discovered how bad the pay is and that you work all the time, yeah. Um, I, I went into marketing and communications. So I guess that, okay. that's like part of the, the merch stuff. <laughs> well, that, like is, that, is pro- that is usually a progression. Most people that go into journalism will end up in, or communications will go into marketing at some point because it does pay better and generally a little bit less. A little bit less. <laughs> yeah. So I, now you have two jobs. Yeah. yeah so now exactly. I have two jobs. <laughs> Now, I was going to interrupt you because, friends, if your newsletter, you received your newsletter, then you should have seen that we told you all about the wonderful event that's taking place today. And actually, I think that people could probably take place this entire weekend, wouldn't you say, if they're, oh, if they're sure. picking it up on Sunday as well. So go ahead and tell us more about the event that we've got going on October 8th in honor of your anniversary of Still I Run. 
Yes. So um, World Mental Health Day is October 10th and it's also our birthday. So we wanted to do a virtual race for that kind of celebrating our birthday and bringing awareness to this awesome awareness day. Um, and because October 10 is during the week, we've decided to shift our World Mental Health Day 5K to October 5 or October 8. Um, and we have, well, we just sold out of the shirts because it, it was super popular this year, but it's $25 to sign up. You get a really sweet medal. You get a mental health runner tattoo, which temporary tattoos are amazing. Um, and then entry into um, a raffle. We um, we always get these great donations from like Noon or Noxfest, um, and you have a chance to win one of those. But the, the cool thing is like, it's basically a donation to Still I Run and you get cool swag in the process and you're getting out there and raising awareness for, for mental health. And the cool thing this year um, is it's typically a virtual event, but we were able to put together a few in-person events this year. Um, they're not like big races or anything. They're they're more glorified runs. Yeah, yeah that's, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, so super excited about that aspect of it this year. Um, but I mean, a fall time race event, I, it's so much fun. I, I am so looking forward to getting out there and running. And now, even if people didn't get the newsletter, you're listening to this after the fact, still, still run. Mm-hmm. We still, I run, still run. It works either way. As you're listening to this, take a selfie, post on social media, tag still I run, tag us at Time for Brunch podcast and and show how you're getting out there. There's no there's no barrier or single day. You can still spread that love and that support. And I mean, again, I know you guys have so many things in the works. But a little birdie told me that you guys got a pretty big feather in your cap and are an official <laughs> charity partner. So I, I geeked out over it. But tell us more about that. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year, we found out we were chosen as a charity partner for the New York City Marathon, um, which is, I, I still can't believe it myself. It is, it's funny, when we were accepted, um, they asked me how many bibs we would want. I had the choice between five or, or ten bibs, and I was like, oh, man, it's going to be so hard like to get people to, to train for a marathon and raise a certain amount of money for, for our organization. So I only chose five. And that was a mistake because within <laughs> within um, twelve hours of opening up our application, yeah. we had we had like twenty applications total. We oh wow! By the time we closed applications, we had a hundred and two. And on a weekly basis, even today, we still get people asking how they can join our team. So <laughs> next year, if we are chosen as a charity partner again, there will be more bids. Um, but that has just been amazing. Like we've got. We ended up getting a few extra bibs because um, we had extra ones to release. So we've got seven runners that have bibs through us and then two individuals that just wanted to, they already got bibs through the lottery um, and they wanted to join us. So our, we have a team of nine. Um, we, I, I'm wearing one of the shirts that we're going to be sending out to them. Um, they've gotten a whole bunch of awesome swag from Still I Run, um, from uh, partners that have sponsored us. Uh, we have gotten together for um, like monthly chats to chat as a group about how training is going. We've got a group me text chat where we're sharing about all of our experiences of, of running and raising money. And it's just, it's been so incredible. Like what a fun experience. And, and I can't wait to go there next month to, to watch these individuals cross the finish line on behalf of Still I Run. 
Now, are you running as well or have you ran the New York City Marathon? Girl, that is like, <laughs> that's a heartbreaker for me. So get this, I've applied to be in the lottery seven years in a row and I've never gotten it. <laughs> oh my it's, gosh. It's, it's so because you're meant to fundraise for Still I Run. <laughs> I guess so. And so when we, were, when we were chosen as a charity partner, people were like, this is it, Sasha, you could do it. And I'm like, I can't take a break yeah, no. fundraiser. Yeah. So, you know, I will just keep applying for that lottery and someday I'll get in. Um, but it, what's funny is my husband is actually running it. He got in in 2019, um, but had to defer it because I was about to give birth at any time around race day. That's a good um, reason. It, totally good reason. <laughs> um, and then 2020 obviously happened. And so he ended up getting in for this year, which just so happens to be the same year Still I Run gets in. So it's going to be a, an awesome experience watching all of our runners and then seeing my husband cross the finish line too. Don't you love when stuff works out that way? So I mean, that's perfect. Just- no, I'll be running it in 2023. So maybe that will be the year that I actually get to meet you in person. And maybe you will get into the lottery. Oh my goodness. That would just be amazing all around. I'm putting it, I'm putting it out in the universe. And Christine's already ran it, but maybe we can uh, just force you a little bit to, to join us. I mean, I mean, I have, I always talk about that. Like, if you talk to me about what is my favorite marathon, it depends on who I'm talking to. So because you guys are talking about New York City, New York City is totally my favorite because <laughs> it reminds me of all of the amazing experiences that I had in New York City. So I would I would probably be very easy to convince. I do want to bring back a little bit of the conversation back to your swag because, friends, I'm going to be honest. I am a bit of a swag snob. I think that me too. There may not be a lot of things that Florida does right. That's, you know, whatever. But we got our Florida races got it on point when it comes to our swag. So it's very rare for me to see virtual swag that I absolutely love. But this swag that you've got coming up for World Mental Health Day, I love this medal. It is incredible. So if this is any indication of what you guys will get if you sign up for any of the virtual events, I'm going to strongly suggest you head over to stillirun.org. Again, it'll be in episode notes. Sign up for the newsletter because I'm guessing that the newsletter will help get people in the right direction for whatever these open up in the future. Okay. Got yep, it. The newsletter, our, our Facebook page, we share everything on, on one of those two platforms. Love it. Right, I'm, I'm sitting here looking up like tattoo places. I'm like, because I've been wanting a tattoo and I thought a lot about the semicolon and an, and an arrow, which I didn't know the full backstory behind. Like, I knew the semicolon portion, yeah. but I didn't know everything else. So now I'm like, okay, maybe I, I could put it on my wrist. I'm like, I like the idea of being able to see it when I'm running. So. So does this make you an official ambassador, Sasha? Does Shelby become an official ambassador? She gets a tattoo of Sierra Run. You're a lifetime ambassador at that point. That's no, like my what, entrance key. Like here, I'm, I'm with the group. What's so funny though is um, one of the aside from the the Still I Run tattoo design, one of the very first designs I ever came up with for Still I Run. I call it the Run Arrows logo, but it's two crossed arrows and then into like the little quadrants. It says Run, and then there's a semicolon at the bottom. Um, I have gotten pictures from so many people that have that tattooed to their body somewhere. Like, it's awesome when one of your designs for mental health awareness gets tattooed on someone's body. So I feel like I need to get that somewhere on me now because I just have the, the OG logo on my wrist. I, I, need, I really want to get like the Ron Arrow tattoo on my, on my calf or something. Oh, well, it sounds I, like you yeah, and Shelby have a date. You guys have <laughs> yeah, a tattoo right? date here We'll get tattoos up. in New York. That'll, that, <laughs> nothing, nothing can even go wrong with that. <laughs> I love how you're putting that out there into the universe. I feel like it's definitely going to happen. 
So again, when people sign up for the newsletter or they start following on social media, they'll likely find out about Giving Tuesday because Giving Tuesday is something that I tend to budget for, where it's uh, something that I'm personally passionate about is finding the organizations that mean a lot to me and budgeting for donations around that time. Tell us more about what you guys are doing still around with Giving Tuesday. Yeah, we're going to um, have a whole campaign around raising a certain amount of money for Giving Tuesday. Our goal is um, just $5,000. And if we hit that goal, we're putting our one of our board members in a turkey costume. <laughs> I know this sounds really weird. And we're going to have them run around downtown. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's cute. It's fun. Um, but like the more important part of that is just, you know, out of all the organizations you can give to on Giving Tuesday, I would really love it if people would consider fitting Still I Run into their giving plans um, because we are a very, I mean, we sound large, but it, it, I, we are a small organization. There's only one Tiny employee. but mighty or yeah. tiny but mighty is kind of where it, goes, it sounds like, yep. yeah. It's it's me working part-time um, and then I have another job that I do to pay the bills. Um, but like our overhead costs are low because we really want to, to benefit other individuals. Like I had mentioned earlier, I really want to get our Run Chapter Captains train, mental health first aid training. Okay. I would love to get our coaches for the starting line scholarship mental health aid first training. Um, so if if people wanted to donate to that cause, to Still I Run, that could really help us move our organization forward to become this big powerhouse that I know it can be. Um, that's always... I didn't realize it, but that's one of the hardest parts of having a nonprofit is, is finding the funding. So um, if it's in your Giving Tuesday plans or, or Giving Tuesday budget, we would really appreciate it. We'll, we'll have links on our website. We'll put it out on social media and in our newsletter. Well, I'd like to talk about that as well a little bit more before we start um, asking you a few more questions while we've got you. But friends, I think that when we t- start talking about October, like immediately it's exciting because we love fall. We have all of our fall races. But for so many people, once the holidays start to hit, it becomes a really difficult time, especially if you're already dealing with some mental health, it can feel very isolating. And then it's kind of difficult where you may feel like you are alone during this time because everybody else may seem cheerful and that's the external light we see during that time. So such an important organization that maybe may not come to mind when you are first thinking about your Giving Tuesday plans, but absolutely want you guys to keep that in and look kind of back there, let it percolate a little bit, maybe let that miracle grow water it a little bit too. <laughs> We're going to make so, that a thing. I love it. I feel like we, maybe we should just go ahead and start giving you royalties on it. So that, that helps the fundraising. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, I, I think I want to see a board member running around. Are we going to see that on your socials? We're going to get to see a little oh, yeah. story on Instagram of the turkey suit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If we, if we hit our goal. And speaking of board members, just a little shout out. We have two board openings right now. Um, applications close on the 20th of October. Um, and it doesn't matter where you're located in the U.S. Board members can be located wherever because we do our meetings virtually. Um, so we're, we're searching for two individuals that are, are passionate about running for mental health or running or just mental health. Um, and then also looking for folks that um, are have skills in either marketing and communications or fundraising because uh, right now I do the majority of that so I'm, I'm trying to get others to help out with our small little mission but we're, we're looking forward to, to growing and expanding so um, any go-getters out there that want to apply for a board position for Still I Run we would be honored to have you. 
Yes, I will definitely include that in the episode notes as well because it it's so interesting. We talk about running, we talk about nonprofit, we talk about mental health, but the parallels between all of them and how one small step, one run, one conversation, one donation really does have such an impact. And I think, uh, at least for speaking for myself, those little steps people often overlook because they always look for the big changes, the big, yeah. the big one-two punch when it often isn't that way for running, for mental health, for nonprofits. It's a whole bunch of little things coming together mm-hmm. to get you up that hill, get you over that, that finish line. Um, so really, again, any anything it sounds like helps, no matter how big or how small. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're thankful for everyone that that signs up for a race that we do, um, that purchases the merchandise that we have or or donates to us because we it's always been a, a goal of mine to spend every cent as wisely as possible because I know that the public is entrusting their their donations to us. No absolutely. no small uh, no small feat to, to be a part of either. <laughs> no, not at all. No pressure. <laughs> It's, it's definitely very um, evident that's how your mission is and that you guys run a, what I call a lean organization in terms of yep. your spending. So yeah, yeah. thank you for, we, for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. We I feel very lucky too um, in that we've got wonderful, wonderful volunteers. We're primarily volunteer led and um, I would not be able to do half of what we do without these amazing and amazing individuals that just want to donate their time to moving this this mission forward and i think i know we talked about new york but i'm thinking we're gonna have to start thinking more about like how we can help fundraise with some costumes because we are both disney fans and i know you are too having completed the dopey challenge so maybe we'll have to uh, elect the the turkey running board member to, I know. Yes, I, to bring it down. I was going to say, I would dress up in a unicorn costume to help fundraise. I'm like, I do that anyway. So I highly doubt that it would have quite the appeal. So, I actually have a unicorn running costume in my closet right now. Girl, <laughs> let's do it for uh, the 5K coming up. We can make yeah. that happen. Oh, no. We're just goading you into everything. I love how you just happen to have a unicorn costume. Like, totally unfounded, yep. by the way, to everybody <laughs> listening. It. We did not so plan for this. happens when you've got three young kids. <laughs> so now we have the, the new tattoo for the Run yep. logo. Now, we get a, now we're going to have to do a unicorn tattoo. Pretty yep. soon we're just going to have full sleeves, and that'll be our costume in itself. I have always wanted a sleeve. (laughs) It's possible. I mean, you've got enough going on here. You've got quite a bit of creativity going on. So I think you've got what it takes to make that. So we've got just about 75 seconds before our very final push. Do you have time to speak to us during our cool down? It's just a five minute walk. And then you can tell us maybe a little bit more about the additional resources that you guys offer. Cause I'm a little, I see when I'm in the website that if anybody needs more direct resources, like if you are considering, if you're in that season where you think you are ready to take that step, it seems like they're available on your website as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay, great. So coach Shelby, I feel like you got a little bit of extra more sass than I do for this like push. So go ahead and take it, take them into that countdown. Are you going to, you're going to suggest that they meet you for a two minute spiciness again? Yeah. I'm like, come on guys, we got this. I think sometimes we like our mental health. We get into this lull of feeling like we can't pull ourselves out or we can't go one more step or we can't just keep pushing. 
And while those feelings are completely valid, sometimes you need that voice literally in your head telling you, you can do this. You can keep going. You can go out, take one more step and just and do the darn thing. So let's do it in three, two, one. We're going to go for that two minute push here. If you feel like walking, that is still okay. At the end of the day, you do you. But if you need that little extra love and little hug, take it as the three of us pushing you from behind saying, come on, go, go spread your wings, you magical unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Pegasus, my dear. I don't oh know my god! You sounded just like my sister. <laughs> no lie, my sister spent most of our childhood drilling into my head the difference between unicorn, unicorn and, Pegasus and a Pegasus. Totally different. <laughs> and how did I mess that up? I feel like my entire childhood just escaped me in twenty seconds or less. He's going to be so disappointed in you. But we're not disappointed in you guys though that are pushing in this segment. So whether you're a Pegasus or a unicorn, or if you feel a little bit more like a turtle in peanut butter, it does not matter, friends. You are still putting one step forward. So keep it moving get that big dragon energy going (laughs) channel i mean i still i want to do the dopey challenge one day christine i don't know if you actually have any oomph to do no she's like shaking her head like no don't put me in this game so sasha in this next one minute what's one thing you repeated to yourself over and over again during the dopey challenge (laughs) um uh, gosh, I, it sounds cliche, but still I run. Like, I've, I've got my tattoo with right there. It pushed me through 48.6 miles over four days. <laughs> I'm glad you could do that math very quickly because I'm like, wait, I'm like, how many miles actually is that? Because math is not my strong suit, especially running math. I'm like one, carry the five. I don't really know. <laughs> You're going to remember that number when you finally get up for your fourth, yes. mo- your fourth morning at two o'clock in the morning to do it. Yes. <laughs> Burned in your brain. Forever. Again, another tattoo. I'm just going to tat you up from here on out. No, no pressure. Yeah, exactly. So just just stick with us for the next 10 seconds or so, and we'll have entire sleep done. But you guys are doing great. We're going to bring it down. Go into coffee with the coaches in three, two, and one. Bring it back. Walk it out. Give yourself a self-five pat on the back. And before we get into all the other goodness, Sasha, how do you take your coffee? Oh, with way more creamer than any human should have. (laughs) (laughs) Flavored or plain? Uh, I will use whatever flavor is around. Uh, Butterscotch, French vanilla. My husband's like, hey, do you want a little coffee with your creamer? No, just give me creamer. (laughs) I say that to my husband. (laughs) So I'm hearing that while you may be picky about your medals and your swag, you are not picky when it comes to your coffee. As long as it's got a lot of cream in it, you're okay with it. Yep, cream or like whipped cream on top. There's a place I like to go to where I'll get soy it, I'll get it made with soy because it's sweeter. And then they're like, oh, she must be lactose intolerant. I wonder if she wants whip. Nope, not lactose intolerant. <laughs> Give me all the whip on top. I do that with like almond milk. <laughs> I, well, they have the almond milk whipped cream now. It's not necessarily as frothy, though. It's decent, though. I've it had it. It, it, yeah. it. it tests out. I'll take okay. it. <laughs> Well, now that we've talked about the most important question that we discussed during brunch is how we take our coffee because we're clearly big coffee folks. I did want to just go ahead and say this is usually our coffee with the coach's friends, but we're going to talk a little bit more with Sasha and we're going to say, Sasha, can you give us some practical, if we have a runner who or a listener or walker who's with us today, who maybe is struggling and they need to know where do they turn next? What kind of, how would you answer this or suggest or point them in the right direction? I'm... 
I would say two things. One is a piece of advice, and that piece of advice is give yourself some grace. Like when I first started off running, I was so hard on myself. Like, why can't I do this faster? Why can't I go for longer periods of time? And you're out there doing something hard, like the running community, if you're in it, it seems like everybody runs. But in actuality, not everybody runs. So the fact that you're out there doing this, like you're a you're doing amazing and and you need to give yourself some grace um but then the other piece is like if you want to join a community of other runners that run for the same reason and are all about giving grace to one another like join us on our we've got a private facebook page we know that not everybody um wants is ready to share their their story of running for mental health so in this private group you can talk about whatever you want to talk about and it won't go on your timeline so friends and family won't see um but it's just a great positive amazing little corner of the internet and so i highly you know suggest joining that if you're interested it's called the still i run inspiration group and then there's our our public facebook page but the inspiration group is just gosh the, the people in there they're so uplifting and amazing it's so nice to have like the good sections of social media because social mm-hmm. media does get a bad rap, but especially like you said, connecting people like I know around here, I don't know of any local resources that we have that is even touching what you're doing. So for somebody like me who doesn't have the physical area of that type of support, it's really nice that you can go on social media and use it for something other than the selfies because I too am not a big influencer (laughs) we call runfluencers which makes it a little bit more palatable but but yeah I love that we're using it for good and again breaking that stigma in a public but comfortable way yes absolutely we don't want to force people to share their stories if they're not ready yet because we know that everybody moves on their own timeline so that sounds like the perfect way of wrapping up this this conversation, friends, we know that you are moving on your own timeline, be it your pace or be it where you are in your mental health journey. So please know that we are here to give you a lot of love and support and grace. And the Still I Run community is there waiting for you with open arms, open hearts. So make use of all of these incredible resources um, when you're ready for them. Sasha, I can't thank you enough for this conversation. I'm so glad I didn't cry because I was like, Girl. I'm pretty proud of you. Like you held it together like a rock. I was like, I'm definitely going to cry. But no, thank you for keeping it, um, for joining us, keeping it seriously, giving us so much information and resources. Still not making me cry. I really appreciate that. Too. You are so welcome. It was a complete joy sharing with you guys and with your audience about Still I Run. Yes, and for sure, everybody check out the episode notes. Go learn, support however you can. And remember that breaking the stigma is one step at a time. And we're all in this together. Even when you feel alone, there's always somebody there to help, to lend a hand, or even go for a run or a walk. Absolutely. Well, friends, give yourself that high five or pat on the back. And then, of course, we want you to refuel, rehydrate with your brunch-tastic favorites. And while you're recovering, resetting for your next run, of course, you're checking out those episode notes. You're following and signing up for your newsletter from Still I Run. Also, we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate Time for Brunch on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then share today's run on social media if you are so inclined with our hashtag TFBrunch. So friends, thank you again. We are so appreciative of having Sasha with us and we'll see you again soon when it's time for brunch where we're going to be serving up more miles with a side of smiles.